0: The, yeshiva.net. the issue we're going to be exploring today and happy Hanukkah to everybody is actually dissecting what is the definition of Hanukkah? What is at the core of the institution of the Hanukkah celebration with a practical question? Are we obligated to enjoy and make and create and celebrate Hanukkah with festive meals or not? And as we will see, this is a debate that goes back many, many generations. And we're going to be discussing the various perspectives, two general perspectives on how to explain Hanukkah, including the unique view of the Rambam on Hanukkah. This class is based on a presentation, a Sikha, a that was presented by the Labavitcher Rebbe, on Hanukkah Zois shalom actually the last day of Hanukkah, tov shalom edalad, that's the beginning of night the end of 1973. And he continued it next Shabbos, Shabbos Vaigash Tafshala and it's published in Lakute Sikha by the Lubavitcher Rebbe, volume 10, a Sikha on Chanaka. So let's begin. You'll see in your source sheets, you have, we have the Sikha inside from Lukutai Sikha, the, the, the presentation, the Sikha, the talk of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. But before that, you have source sheets, and I want to go through with you. We're gonna go through some of those sources soon, but let's actually begin the Sikha right away. Chanaka Sif Aleph. The first source is Yisab and Shabbas. Shabbos. There's a Gemara Mesech to Shabbos, the second chapter of Shabbos, Davchaf Aleph, Amud Bey's Padek by Mem Adlikin. That's the section of Gemara, the brief section of the Gemara that is dedicated to the halach, to the laws of Chanakah and the story of Chanakah. Says the Gemara Mesech to Shabbos, My Chanakah. What is Chanakah? Question, what was Chanakah? Answers the Gemara, listen to the words, Shekhshanichnus, Yuvanim Lehechel. When the Greeks entered into the Hekel, into the sanctuary of the Beis HaMikdash, this is of course the second Beis HaMikdash, they contaminated, they spiritually soiled all of the oils present in the sanctuary. When the kingdom of the house of the Chashmanoyim prevailed and triumphed and defeated the Greek kings, they came to the Beis HaMikdush, and they searched and they could not found, find only one jug of oil which was sealed with the seal of the Koyan God of the High Priest. The problem is, however, this jug of oil only had sufficient oil to burn for one day. And yet a miracle occurred and from this jug of oil they managed to light the Menorah for eight days. L'Shona acheres, as the Gemara, and concludes the next year, the following year, Kav'um Vasom toivim The sages of the time, the rabbis of the time, established these eight days and turned them into yomim toivim, into good days, into a holiday, expressed by two things, bahalel, days of praise, and hoidah, days to offer thanksgiving, gratitude. This is how the Gemara describes my Hanukkah. When you read the Gemara, it's clear. Why do we celebrate Hanukkah? So the Gemara gives a preface. When the Greeks came into the Beis Amikdush and they contaminated all the oil, later the Jews win and they search for the oil. There's only one jug and that jug lasts them for eight days. Hence, there is a celebration for eight days for halal and haydah, thanks and praise and thanksgiving. This is the Gemara. Continues the Rebbe in the Sikh, the Kosov Hatur. the Tour writes, The Tur quotes the Rebbe Meir of Rutenberg. I'm going to, because very often we hear these names, but people often don't put them in the context of history, when they existed, where they existed. So I'm, I like to give these references, I think it makes things clearer and and richer, and you also get a, a, a larger and much more sophisticated and powerful perspective and appreciation for our tradition and how halacha develops over the generations. So I'm going to do that in a moment, these names. But the tour writes in the name of Rabbe Meir Mirutenberg of Racha. The many meals that Jews are customary to have on Hanukkah, Already at this time, this is the 1200s, he's saying Jews are accustomed to enjoy many meals fast, what we call today Hanukkah Mesibas, Hanukkah parties, Hanukkah Favrengens, Hanukkah get-together as a families and communities. These meals, the many meals that we have are not mandatory. Halachically, they're not obligated. They're voluntary. They're wonderful, but they're not mandatory. Because you see in the Gemara that when the holiday was established by our sages, by the Sanhedrin, by the Supreme Court of the time, which has the power of halacha, and the, they made the, the, the institution to light Chanukah candles. What was the establishment of Hanukkah? Two things, lahalal, lahoydes, to say halal, to praise Hashem, and to give gratitude for the Chanukah miracle. Not for feasting, and not for joy, not mishta and simcha. For example, Purim. Purim is very different. The Megillah says clearly, you may mishta ve it was established as days of feasting and days of joy, which is why on Purim we are halachically mandated to enjoy a tremendous Purim feast. It's one of the mitzvot of Purim. So this Purim, together with reading the Megillah, sending gifts to friend, giving tzedakah to the poor, matanis levyonim, there's the mitzvah of this Purim. the Megillah, it's Mishnah simcha. Chanukah, the Gemara says, is Halal vahidah praise, you have to say halal, you have to thank Hashem, we thank Hashem in davening three times a day, we say v'ala Nisim, v'ala purkan, v'ala Gvoris, we thank Hashem for the miracles of Hanukkah, we do it in the grace after meals, we thank, we say halal every day of Hanukkah for the eight days, but the Mesudah says the turn the name of Mayor of Rottenberg, my Rami Rottenberg, this is not mandated however the Rambam writes about Hanukkah, and let's see the Rambam what the Rambam says. And I'm going to ask you here in the Sikhi, only quotes a few lines of the Rambam, in order to give you a full picture, I think it's worth it to learn the whole Rambam inside. We learned this piece of Gemara, let's learn the piece of Rambam. So if you go to your source sheets, I'm going to ask you to go to your source sheets, or if you have a Rambam, you can open up a Rambam, Hilchis Hanukkah, Hilches Hanukkah, Pedek Gimel, Halacha Aleph. Okay, if you look in your source sheets, page 2, it's source number three. Mishnah, Torah, Hilchis Megillah, Hanukkah. Gimel. Gimel. You see Halacha Aleph, Beis, and Gimel. We're going to learn now how the Rambam introduces Hanukkah in the laws of Hanukkah. The Rambam combines together the laws of Purim and Hanukkah. The third chapter begins the laws of Hanukkah. Let's see Halacha Aleph. Now listen to the words of the Rambam carefully. Because these words of the Rambam are going to constitute the, the nucleus, the basis of what we're going to be learning. Aleph. Says the a whole story in the second base <speaking in Hebrew> those who need an English translation you have here an English translation as well so you could follow when the Greek kings issued forth decrees on the Jewish people and they obliterated their religion and they did not allow them to engage in teriyah mitzvah <speaking> in <Hebrew> they extended their hands which means they laid their hands on their wealth and on their daughters. They also entered into the Beis HaMikdash. They broke through it, and they defiled those things that were pure in the Beis HaMikdash. The Jewish people were terribly distressed by these enemies because they oppressed them ruthlessly and relentlessly. Until the God of our fathers had compassion on the Jewish people, saved them from the hands of these ruthless and barbaric oppressors, and the children of the Chashmonai, who were the family of the high priests, prevailed, they killed the enemy, They rescued the Jewish people from their hands. They finally established a king from the family of the Chashmanayim, of the Kayanim, and sovereignty was restored to the Jewish people for more than 200 years until the destruction of the second Beis HaMikdash. Ultimately, Rome would conquer Judea, and Rome would ultimately destroy the Beis HaMikdash. But the Rambam says this would be more than 200 years after the Hanukkah story. This is Halacha Aleph, how the Ramam introduces Hanukkah. He tells a story that happened during the times of the second Besamikdash. There was horrific oppression. They laid their hands on their money. They laid their hands on their daughters. They broke through the Besamikdash. They obliterated their religion. They wouldn't allow Torah and Mitzvahs. There was a tremendous oppression and torturing of the Jews and the Hashminoyim defeated the enemy. And they established sovereignty that comes from the Jewish people which continues for two centuries, more than two centuries. Base. Now, the Ramam introduces a second story. When the Jews finally triumphed over their enemies and defeated them, it was the 25th day of the month of Kislev. When they come into the sanctuary of the Beis HaMikdash, they don't find any pure oil in the Beis HaMikdash, only a jug but this jug only has sufficient oil to burn for one day, and yet what happens, this jug of oil lasts them, and they kindle the candles, the neires hamaracha, the candles that are set up on the manure for eight days until they manage to crush new olives and produce new pure olive oil, which will then be used for the manure after these eight days. Gimel. So there's two halachas in Rambam. The first halacha discussed, a story of oppression and military victory. The second halacha discusses a story of the jug of oil lasting for eight days. Gimel halacha gimel umi And because of this, you may a The sages of the generation instituted that these eight days, which begin on the twenty fifth of Kislev, should be days of joy, and days of halal. and days of. Thanksgiving of praise. And each evening they light the candles at the doors of the homes, each night of these eight nights, in order to reveal and disclose and demonstrate the miracle. These eight days are called Chanukah, and the Rambam says, you're not allowed to fast during these days, you don't make eulogies during these days, and it's a rabbinic mitzvah to light candles, just like Kampurim, it's a rabbinic mitzvah to read the Megillah, called a mitzvah de Rabbonim. These are the words of the Rambam. What do you right away see here in the words of the Rambam? Let's now go back to the Sikh. The Gemara says these eight days were established for what? Hallel and Hoidah. Thanksgiving. Praise. The Torah says from the name of my Rami Rutenberg, the meals are not mandatory. It wasn't created as days of Simcha, as Mishta. Back to the, Sikha, but the Rambam says, and these are his words, The Rambam inserts the word Simcha that the Chachamim of that generation instituted that these eight days should be days of joy, of festivity, and days of Hallel. Because of Ha-Mah-Shal. So, Rabbeinu Shloim the Marshal writes, according to the view of the Rambam, ois ois sudes mitzvah. the Rambam holds that the meals that we make on Hanukkah are actually called Saudis Mitzvah. When I'm partaking in this meal, I'm fulfilling a Mitzvah. One of the Mitzvahs, the Rabbana, just like when you light Hanukkah candles, you're fulfilling a Mitzvah. Engaging and taking part in a Chanaka party, in a Chanaka is considered a Mitzvah. It's not just a nice, gishmaka, delightful thing with good latkes and donuts and great company and wonderful atmosphere and an opportunity for unity and praise and growth on many levels. I didn't only mean on the physical level, hopefully also, emotionally and spiritually. But it's actually, it's a Suddis mitzvah. just like Shabbos. There's a mitzvah to have a meal. When I am eat a meal, I'm doing a mitzvah. It's a, it's a divine commandment. The same is true about Hanukkah. Why? What, what's the source of the marshal? Because the Rambam clearly says, they made it may Simcha. And the way we, in Yiddishkeit, how do we experience Simcha, the famous expression in Gemara, in Psachim, In Simcha le'bibosar, and Simcha le'biyayin. Simcha is expressed through feasting, through meals, just like on Purim. So when the Rambam says, Hanukkah Simcha, says the marshal from here we learn the Rambam, that the Sudas that we have on Hanukkah, is called the Sudas Mitzvah. But this is strange. amru kovum Rambam sheim gam may Simcha. How could the Rambam innovate such a Chiddush? The Gemara, which is the source of halacha, and most of the halachas from Rambam come of course from the Gemara, as he explains in his introduction to Rambam. The Gemara says that Hanukkah was established as days of hala, days of hoidah, days of praise, and days of thanksgiving. The Rambam adds, you may simcha, and by the way, he adds it even before hala. He says, you may simcha ve Fascinate. Now I know already, I see in the footnote, in the comments, our friend Reb Daniel quoted a Gewaldic et from the Chidushi Hagriz in his Kuntus San Reb Yitzchak Zeeva Levi Soloveitchik, the Brisker of, Reb Velvula Brisker, Chidushi Hagriz, on Chanukah, how he answers this question. We'll get to it. I'll address it soon. Blee Nether. I'm just pointing it out for those who know, for those who know this Gris. So the question is very obvious. How does the Rambam come to actually innovate? and define a whole new quality about Hanukkah, a whole new halacha about Hanukkah, that it's Yimei Simcha, when the Gemara clearly says that Hanukkah was created for Hallel and Haidah. Before we get to the next question, let's take a look at the footnotes. Things will be clarified. The first thing the Sikha quoted after the Gemara was the Tur. The Tur is quoting who? The Tur is quoting Reb Meir of Rattenberg. Okay, who are we talking about here? Of course, the Rambam, everybody knows Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, and if you uh, listen to my Shurim, Rambam in the past, or the history of Rambam, you know when the Rambam lived. The Rambam was born in the 12th century in Spain, and of course, he had to run away, and he ultimately passes away in Egypt in the year 1205 or 1204. Chav Tevis, his yard site is next month, and he's buried, at least according to most opinions, in Teveria. That's the Rambam. So the Rambam is the 12th century. When we talk about the tour. The Tur is much later. The Tur lives a century later and more. The Tur is from was born in 1269 and passed away in 1343. The Tur is Rabbeinu Bal HaTurim. He wrote the famous commentary on Chumash called Bal Haturim. He was the son of the, he was the son of the Rush, Rabbeinu Usher. This Rabbeinu Rabenu was considered one of the greatest Halachic authorities of his day. Rabbeinu Usher was born in Germany as the Tur, Rabbeinu yakov his son. Later they moved away to Spain, they had to leave Germany and they went to Spain. Different opinions why. So the Tur was born in 1269, passed away 1343. And his monumental halachic work became one of the most important halachic works in Jewish history known as the Tur in which he divided Halach into the four sections known as Arbat Turim, the four lines like you had in the Chashen Mishpat of the Kain Gadol, Darba Turim, Erechaim, Yeridea, Ebena, Eze, Mishpat. The Tur in Hilches Chanukah, Simon Tofresh Ayin, as he says in footnote 2, Erechaim, Simen Tophresh Ayin, quotes Maharam Mirutenberg. His words are, Vahoya Oimer Horevmei Mirutenberg. Who's Rebmei Mirutenberg? That's his father's Rebbe. The Maharami Rutenberg was considered one of the greatest Ashkenazic halachic leaders and authorities of his generation. Maharami Rutenberg was born 1220, and he passed away 1293. 1293 he passed away. The, the Maharami Rutenberg was the famous, famous, great, great halachic authority, one of the greatest Ashkenazic leaders of the day. He was a student of Rabbeinu Yechiel me Paris, one of the great who famously debated his student Nicholas Denon about the Talmud and ultimately caused the Pope to decree that all the Talmuds should be burnt and in France Louis indeed had all of the Gemaras burnt one day we spoke about this at length, not far from the Notre Dame in Paris, and my Mayer of Rottenberg, who was a student of Michel Paris, saw the fire, he saw the flames all the manuscripts of Gemara were burnt he wrote a famous famous poem and kina about it, that we say on Tisha B'Av, Shali Shrufa V'Eish. This is Rabbi Mary at the end of his life. He's arrested for many years, he would not allow the Jews to ransom him because the prices were astronomical. He didn't want them to kidnap and arrest other Jews. He passes away in prison. Reb Meir of Rottenberg was a Rebbe of the Rosh, who was the father of the Baal HaTurim. So the tourist is quoting his father's Rebbe, Reb Meir of Rottenberg, who says that the meals on Hanukkah are what? are They are voluntary meals because Chanukah is lahallelahoydes. That's what the says. That the Rambam says that Chanukah is yemei simcha. And then he quotes the maharshal But before we get to the if you look in footnote two. He says the mechaber is Rabbi Yosef Karo, who wrote a commentary on the Tur, known as the Beis Yosef. He lives much later than the Tur. The Tur passed away 1343. Rabbi Yosef Karo lived from 1488 till 1575. So this is 200 years after people think the tour, the Beis Yosef, the Shulchan Aruch, it all happened the same decade. <laughs> There's a 200 year difference. The Rabbi Yaakov Turim passed away in 1343. The Beis Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Karo, was born 1488 and passed away 1575. He lived almost 90 years. He ultimately settled in Tzvas, where he's buried. He's known as the Beis Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Karo. He wrote the Shulchan Aruch. He also wrote the Kesef Mishnah on the Rambam. But before that, he wrote a commentary on the tour, known as Beis Yosef, the House of Yosef. In Shulchan Aruch, in Simon Tafresh Resh he quotes this tour. He says the meals that we have on Hanukkah are sudas HaRishus. They are not mandatory. Shaloi <speaking in Hebrew> kavum Because they did not make Hanukkah days of feasting and joy. So he follows the view of the tour, which is the view of Reb Meir of Rottenberg. Let me... Add the Rabbi No Moshe Isserlish, who wrote commentaries on Shulchan Aruch and was a contemporary of the author of the Shulchan Aruch of Yosef Karo. He's the Rabbi of Krakow. Rabbi Moshe Isserlish, the was born in 1530 and he passed away 1572. He was a young man when he passed away in his 40s, which is why he was younger than Rabbi Yosef Karo, but he passed away before him. Rabbi Yosef Karo lived a long, ripe age, especially in those times. Rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Isserlish from Krakow, he's buried in the cemetery in Krakow right near his shul, the backyard of his shul. He passed away 1572... This is the same time of all the great giants in Sfas. For example, you have Reb Moshe Cordovero you have Darizal, da you have Reb Yosef Karo, you have Reb Shlaim Kabbatz and others. This is the golden uh, the, the explosion of Kabbalah in Sfas during this age. So Reb Moshe Israel, he's in Eastern Europe. He's not in Israel. He's in Poland. He's in Krakow, and he writes on the Shulchan Aruch. He says some people argue, and they say yes, ktsas mitzvah hasudas. There's a little mitzvah in having abundant meals on Chanukah. In other words, it's not just voluntary. Okay, it's a, it's a fine thing. There's actually a little bit. He's interested he use the word ktas mitzvah. It's a little bit of a mitzvah. And he brings from Rabbi Avraham of Prague because those days there was the Chanukah Samizbeich. They dedicated the Mizbeah Hanuk, because it was desecrated by the Greeks. And because of that, it's also Yeme Simcha. And Derama adds that the meaning is that in these sudas that Jews have, they have so many meals, they should also say Shizmiris and Tishbachis. They should sing songs and offer praise to Hashem. And then it for sure becomes a sudas mitzvah. Then it certainly becomes a suda which is a mitzvah. This is what Derama adds on the Shulchan Aruch. He's arguing with the Shulchan Aruch, and he says, there is an element of a mitzvah to these sudas. The Rambam clearly says, we see the source of this in the Rambam. The Rambam clearly says that Chanukah is not only a day of Halal, Chanukah is a day of Simch and the Maharshal, Rabbeinu Shloi Maluria. The Maharshal was also a contemporary of the Beis Yosef. He was Rabbi Shloi Maluria, who was the Rabbi Rosh Hashiva in Lublin at the end of his life, Lublin, Poland, Rabbi Nushloi Maluria, Maharshal. He was born in 1510 and he passed away 1573, just two years before Rabbi Yosef Caro and one year after the Ramah, the Ramah passed away 1572, Rabbi Isaac 1575, Marshal in Poland in Lublin 1573. I want you to get a little bit of a picture of the centuries that we have. We started off in the Gemara, Mesech de Shabbos, that takes us to the 5th century after the Common Era. We continued with the Rambam as the 12th century. We went to Marami Rutenberg is the 13th century. We go to the Torah, is the 14th century. And now we go to the Aruch, and we go to the Maharshal, and we go to the Ramah, we're dealing with the 16th century. So the Maharshal says that from the Rambam we learn that there is a mitzvah to have, so this, the Sudas of Hanukkah are Sudas mitzvah. Where does the marshal say this? Take a look in five. Yam shal Shloyma Babakama He has this commentary on Gemara, Yam shal his name was Shloimer. Rav Shloimer this is Yam shal Shloyma Babakama. Urei bach, or Rechaim, shem haram b'muchach, taz de yesh The Bayus Chodesh is Rabbeinu Yoel Sirkish. also the rabbi of Krakow. He was born in 1561 and he passed away in 1640. This is the generation after the Rambam, after the Beisio. He wrote a commentary on the tour called Bayez Chadosh the Bach. He also says in Hilchus Hanukkah that from the Rambam, it's somewhat demonstrative that Hanukkah, you should engage in feasting and joy. Okay, In the, in the footnotes, there's some more details about what they say and the language they use, but let's move on. So the, Rebbe, the Bavitcher Rebbe poses the obvious question here. How can the Rambam innovate a new definition for Hanukkah when the Gemara says it was days of Halal and Haidah? Rambam There's another change in the Rambam, quite a dramatic change from the Gemara. Besides the first, there's also something else. The If you learn the Gemara in the Shabbos, it says, My Hanukkah, what was Hanukkah? When they went into the Heichal, all the oil was impure. Clearly from the Gemara, Hanukkah was established in order to commemorate the miracle of the jug of oil. Not the military victory of the Hashmonim against the Greeks. How do we know this? Read the Gemara. The Gemara should have answered, my Hanukkah, they won the Greeks? No when they went right away, they went into the Heichel and they contaminated. And when the Hashem defeated them and went into the Besamiktosh and they only found one junk, it lasted for eight days and that's why they made the holiday for eight days to say halal and Hoidah. Thank Hashem. Clearly, Hanukkah was, was established to celebrate the story of the oil when you take a look in rambam as when you read the Rambam's words, if you go back to the source that we learned, the Rambam in the source sheet, source number three, Halacha Aleph, the Rambam says what? The whole story of oppression of the Greeks and the defeat of the Greeks in the hands of the Chashmana. Halacha bezi says, the story of the oil. Halacha Gimel, he says, and because of this, the sages instituted that these eight days should be may Simcha Vahala. So when the Rambam defines what's the reason that they made these days Simcha vahala, he doesn't only give the story of the oil, he first tells the whole story of the military victory, the fact that the Jewish people were oppressed ruthlessly, and the suffering was savage and horrific. The girls suffered in terms of what they did to them, and their, their wealth, and the obliteration of Torah Mitzvahs from their lives, and terrible distress and torture until they were saved, and then the Ramah Moses says about the miracle of oil. And as he says in footnote 9 you see the Rambam's words in Halacha Gimel, the Rambam first gives two Halachas of the story, the first Halacha the story of the military victory, the second Halacha the story of the oil, his conclusion Allah Gimel is, and because of this, what's because of this? What's because of this? Because of what I just described in two Halachas, the victory and the jug of oil. Some would say, no, the Rambam Mipnei just means what he said in the last halacha. mipneze, because of the miracle of the jug of oil, not because of the military victory. He says that's a very strange and difficult way to explain the Rambam because then his whole halacha Aleph, which is a long halacha, even if it would be short, but the whole halacha Aleph is completely superfluous. The Rambam could have done exactly what the Gemara did. Wonderful. Say, there was a war and when they won the war and they came into the Mesa there was no oil and they found oil and it burned for eight days. Oh um, Mipnei is kinu. The whole halacha aleph is superfluous. Besides the fact that it's a separate halacha, it's a self-contained halacha, the whole length and elaboration of the story is completely superfluous. Why are you saying it? So you'll say, well, it's an interesting story, beautiful stories, but the Rambam's function in Mishnah Tereh is not to tell us about Jewish history. The Rambam's function in Mishnah Tereh is to describe to us halacha. (laughs) Hilchah's Hanukkah, this is the halachas of Hanukkah. He wants to explain the basis of Hanukkah, that's fine. But it's not a book on Jewish history. So say there was a war. You could go find out about that war in other places. Read up Megillah Santayachis. Read the Sefer Machabim, Read other Madrash, Whatever you'll read, f- f- you'll find out what happened. Now let's get to the problem line. Chanukah was instituted because of the Menorah. That's not what the Rambam does. He gives us the whole story of the oppression and the victory that followed it and the story of the war. Clearly, the Rambam differs from the Gemara. So this is a drastic change. The Gemara gives one reason for Chanakah. The Rambam gives that reason, but he adds as a first reason the whole story of the victory and at length. In fact, Allah Aleph is much longer than Allah Khabez. I'm going to stop here for a moment in parentheses, just interject with something interesting. It's not directly connected to our discussion. It is somewhat connected. But just a very interesting story. It, it shows it shows you how to learn, especially how to learn Rambam. I think I once saw a sefer that somebody wrote. I forget now who wrote it. I saw it a number of years ago, and in his introduction, he writes that he visited the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and he asked him a question. His question was: when he learns Rambam Hilchas Megillah and Hilchas Chanukah, it's so different. Rambam Hilchis Megillah, the Rambam gets straight to the laws of Megillah. Rambam Hilchis Khanak, instead of getting straight to the halochas, he gives you the historical background of what happened. Why doesn't he do the same thing in Hilchis Megillah? This was the question the man asked. If you look at Hilchis Megillah, the Rambam starts off Hilchis Megillah. Kriya Megillah mitzvah To read the Megillah in its time is a rabbinic mitzvah. And the Rambam discusses who's obligated to read the Megillah, who's obligated to hear the Megillah, and then he gets into all the halachas of reading the Megillah. One second. Why did the Rambam say, in the time of the Persian king, there was a man named Haman, and he made a decree to exterminate all the Jewish people, and God had compassion for the Jews, and he saved them, and because of that, the prophets of that time made that these days, your Dalet and Tesvav others should be celebrated as Purim, and then start the mitzvahs. That's what you did by Hanukkah. And if by Megillah you feel you don't have to, so Hanukkah, you should have also started, you should have said, it's a mitzvah on Hanukkah to light candles every night and get into the halachas. Hmm. So the Rebbe tells this person immediately, he says the answer is as follows. In the introduction of the Rambam to Mishnah Torah, he writes, why did I call this safer Mishnah Torah? Mishnah Torah means second to Torah. It's a supplement to Torah. So the Rambam says, because my objective is, I quote, Because this is actually a complement of Torah. You read Torah, you read the Tanakh. Then you read this Sefer, the Mishnah Torah. You don't need any other book. If you want to know Jewish law, all of Jewish law, not Jewish history, but Jewish law, you have the Tanakh, you have to read the Tanakh. And then you read my Sefer. And here you have everything. You don't have to read any other Sefer. Because he basically collected from Mishnah, from Gemara, Bavli, Yoshalmi, Tosefta, Medrashim, Mechilta, all the all the sources of the oral tradition. I compiled it here, and I put in all the laws here. In other words, the Rambam says I'm calling it Mishnah Torah because it comes second to Torah Shabbos. You read Torah Shabbos, then you read this. In other words, said the Rebbe, the Rambam is assuming as a premise that before you read his Sefer, you read through the whole Tanakh. If you read through the whole Tanakh, you know Megillus Esther, especially if you're a Jew. You go to Purim, Purim, you read read Megillus Esther and Shul. But you know, you read through the Tanakh, you know, so you know the story of Pura. So the Rambam doesn't have to tell you the story. You go from Tanakh, you go to Rambam, you know the story. The Rambam starts telling you. Kriyas Megillah bizman, and it's because i will tell you that luchos of Megillah Chanukah. The Rambam says you don't need any other safer from Tanakh to Ramam. Rambam. You may have not learned there was like the Roshchah to Shabbos. So now what happens? You come to the Rambam. Hilchos Chanukah. Light the Menorah on Chanukah. What? When? Where? Why? Why don't we light the Menorah to Bishvat? Why don't we light the Menorah on Purim? Why don't we light the Menorah and Pesach Shani? So the Rambam has to give you the history. Because you're coming from, the, Hanukkah is not mentioned in Tanakh. Of course, Hanukkah happens in the middle of Bayesheni. It's after the Tanakh is sealed and canonized. Therefore, Hanukkah is not mentioned. So the Rambam has to do it. It's not interesting. Years later, I saw the Beis Yitzchak. Yeshivas gives out a, a periodical every few months or every year, a sefer called base Yitzchak. So I saw that somebody wrote down, maybe Rabbi Hashem somebody wrote down a shea heard from Rabbi Yoshe Berzaloveitchik, and he said the same the same and Rambam. Why the Rambam gives, if I'm not mistaken, was very similar. Vart. Back to our discussion. So we have two major differences between the way Chanukah is rendered and represented in Gemara and the way Chanukah is presented in the Rambam. The first thing seems like one extra word. The Rambam introduces the word Simcha, and the second thing is the whole perspective of why Chanukah was established in the first place. The Rambam's version and the Gemara's version may possesses quite an important difference and distinction. Let's go, let's see. Let's go further. Se'iv Gimel. Another question. Somebody just asked another question. Very good question. The Rambam also leads to the word haidah. The Gemara says, Asamtevim bahalal vahitah. The Rambam says, may simche vahal. He takes out the word haidah. Very good. We're going to get to that later. Footnote 19. As he mentions this in footnote 7. Great question. Se'iv Gimel. you do this will be understood by introducing the famous question, a very big question. There's a big question on Hanukkah. When we learn the Gemara, there's something very perturbing, something that's bothersome. Let me ask you a question. Let's be blunt about this. What do you think was a more important event in Jewish history? The fact that the Noyim? enjoyed a military victory on the battlefields of the Judean mountains, or the fact that the oil burned for eight days? What do you think is more important? Or to put it differently, if you had to create a holiday to commemorate both of these events, which and you would choose one or the other, which one would you choose? Let's understand. Let's say the oil would not burn for eight days. Let's say the jug of oil would last for one day, and after one day there would be no oil left, and the manure would not be kindled for the next seven days. Let's say, until, as the Rambam says, they crushed new olives and they brought new oil and the oil was... What would have happened? It would have been sad that the Menorah's kindling was interrupted for seven days. But it wouldn't have, apparently, any monumental impact. Let's say the Hashem would have lost the war. Let's say the strong would have defeated the weak and the many would have defeated the few. Not the way it was, that what would have occurred? You all know the light of Judaism would have been extinguished forever. There would be no Jewish people today, there would be no Judaism. The Jewish people would have ultimately become Hellenized and assimilated and integrated into the large and powerful Hellenistic and Greek culture. Not only would there be no Menorah, there would be no Judaism, there would be no Yiddishkeit left, there would be no Torah, there would be no Mitzvahs. The military victory of the Hashemunayim was no small event. This is the monumental event. This is what allowed for the Jewish people to continue being Jewish, living as Jews, re-establishing religious liberty, and the ability for the Jews to practice and live their lives as Jews, for there to be an entity called Am Yisrael, and Torah's Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, that would have all been lost if the Hashemunayim would have been defeated. Now, we're certainly not minimizing the amazing, stupendous miracle of oil burning for eight days, but he says, Eich ikertofel. How do you take that which is the primary event and you turn it into a secondary subservient event. And that which seems to be secondary becomes the primary most important event. The Gemara are like, nah, by the way, when they won, they were the, they, the oil, but I mean, when they won. <laughs> that was an extraordinary victory. It was the strong in the hands of the weak and the many in the hands of the few. It was one family of Hashmanoi Matiso Ben and Kaingadl and his five children who staged a guerrilla war for years against the most trained and disciplined and powerful army of the time, the Greek Syrian Greek army, or at least one of the most powerful armies, with tens of thousands of soldiers and the most progressive ammunition and weapons of the day, 2,200 years ago, in the middle of the second base, Hamikdash. And you had one family, it was a few dozen Jews, then maybe it grew to a few hundred at most, Even at the height of the war, you didn't have more than a few hundred, or maybe they say 2,000 or 3,000 Jews fighting a huge army that didn't double, it wasn't double in number, triple in number, it was much more. You're dealing maybe with more than 50,000 troops, and they won. This was an extraordinary event, and the consequences of it are not just historic, but are timeless, They, they, they exist till this very day. The oil, the miracle of the oil, Gavaldic, beautiful thing. But you can't compare it and yet from the Gemara we see that what was the establishment of Hanukkah for the oil and not for the Netzakhanam Al This is a famous question that's brought in Sparam. He says in ten, Admuriam Tsay Basharira. It's raised by the Mittler Rebbe, the son of the Balatanya Sefer Shairer. Gam Sefer Mitzvahs is a Machzadik Mitzvahs the grandson of the Balatanya raises Uregam Pri Chodosh The Pri in his commentary on Shulchan Aruch Sherechayim Sim He says Sha'in ain't svarish sheika shlik Doesn't make sense that the day of victory when they defeated their enemies shouldn't become a holiday for generations. I once gave a contemporary example just to make the question contemporary. It, I don't think it needs explanation but just the, sometimes to add a little, you know, contemporary flavor. In the 6-day war, it's 1967. There were seven armies that vowed the complete obliteration and destruction of of Israel. Mamish seven armies. Seven armies. As you know, in June 1960s, May and June 1967, in 6 days, the Jewish people defeated their enemies and it was a monumental victory. I mean, the news stations were saying it was a victory of biblical proportions. Some of the Arabs vowed a second Auschwitz, a little more than 20 years after the first Auschwitz. This is 1967, 22 years after 1945. One of the Egyptian leaders said, we're going to drive the Jewish people into the sea, into the Mediterranean Sea. There'll be another Auschwitz. There were 3 million Jews living in Israel. That's why the terror and the fear that gripped millions of Jews, the Prime Minister of Israel himself, broke down during a radio broadcast trying to comfort a nation, and yet he himself got choked up and, and confused and bewildered because of the overwhelming dread of what might happen. And it's not now is not the time to get into the details of how many body bags they prepared and how many graves, potential cemeteries they prepared for the amounts of casualties that they an anticipated. Indeed, there was an astronomical victory that was unfathomable and unbelievable. You know, today with the passage of time, the memory of it has been dimmed. But if you read up about it, you ask the people who remember it, it's before my days, something incredible. In fact, it created a, a renaissance in Jewish consciousness around the world. And everybody understood the consequences. God forbid if the Jews would have been defeated, there would have not been one Jew left in Israel. And these are, it's a nation filled with survivors of the Holocaust and so many others. Now let's say after that, somebody would have lit a candle at the Kaisel that was liberated then. And the candle would burn for eight days. It would have been such a wonderful and warm and glowing feeling, but you can't compare that to the dramatic and monumental fact that the Jewish people were saved. They were saved. Now, not to God forbid, minimize the avoid of light in the in the Bei but that should become the primary celebration. Something is strange about this. Because this question is so difficult, it's such a serious question that the Gemara can only mention this first miracle as. Almost as inconsequential and just as a prelude to the jug of oil. This is such a difficult question, therefore the Rambam felt that we have to understand Chanakya in a different way. Therefore, the Rambam believes that when the Gemara asks a question, My Hanukkah, what is Hanukkah? The Gemara doesn't mean to ask why Hanukkah was established, which is the way Rashi learns the Gemara. Rashi says, My Hanukkah? Al What's the miracle that triggered, that prompted them to establish Hanukkah? The Rambam doesn't understand my Hanukkah as that question. That's Rashi's Mahalach in my Hanukkah. It's not the Rambams. The Rambam believes that my Hanukkah is a question. Why did they establish Hanukkah as days of Hallel and Haidot? My Chanukah, what is it about Chanukah that it has the quality and the halacha that we offer constant thanksgiving to Hashem and praise to Hashem through halal. In other words, the Rambam understands the Gemara that even if there would be no jug of oil, Chanukah would have been established as a holiday the day that they won, the they defeated the Hasheminoah, that they defeated the Greeks, which according to the Rambam was Chafei Yelot, Chafei Kislev. I said Chafei Yelot, it's connected to Chafei Kislev, the famous Shalom, but not for now. That the Rambam establishes as a given. The Gemara knew that. Chanukah is a holiday. Why is it a holiday? Because the Jewish people were saved. Just like Purim is a holiday. Because Yudalad other the Jewish people were saved. Their enemies were defeated. Yudgiml other they were defeated. Yudalad other they rested. Chanukah is a holiday because they won. They won the war and Yiddishkeit was saved and the Hamikdash was saved and the Jewish people were saved and their Tisrael was saved and, and and Jewish faith was saved. And the Jewish people were rescued from, from terrible, terrible tyranny and horrific, barbaric, sadistic persecution. And that's obviously a holiday. And they made it a holiday. That day becomes a Yom Tif, And it becomes a Yom Simcha. It's a day to celebrate through joy. That for the Rambam was a given before the Gemara. When the Gemara says, my chanakah And the Gemara answers because of the jug of oil. The Gemara is addressing one aspect of Hanukkah. Why did Chanukah get this quality? That for eight days we celebrate. Not only one day, eight days. And we celebrate with Halal. And we celebrate with Haidah. Says the Gemara. Ah, this is because of what happened with the oil. So see the connection between the oil and the halal. But that's the idea. Because of the because of the oil that burns for eight days, this is what gives Hanukkah the unique flavor, the unique oily flavor of halal and oida. That's what the Rambam holds. So the Rambam is not creating a new Gemara. The Rambam says there was a given about Hanukkah that was not even a question. The my Hanukkah is a question on a certain quality of Hanukkah, halal and oida. Not Simcha. Simcha is because of the victory. And the Gemara answers. Let me tell you one more detail about Chanukah. When they were victorious and they came into the Beit Hamidrash and they found a the jug it burned for eight days, that miracle is what inspired the Halal and Hoidah component of Chanukah. Take a look in thirteen. Oyef sheloimar, or you can add something else, or a This is also similar to what the P'chadosh explains. You can also say a little different. My Hanukkah is not just why was Hanukkah made as a day of Halal and as a Yom Tiv of Halal and don't, but also why is it eight days? Yeah, we know that Hanukkah is a Yom Tiv. It was established as a Yom Tiv because of the military victory without the miracle of the jug of oil. Even though it would be nothing with the jug of oil, they would still make a Yom Tiv. But why eight days? Purim is not eight days. Purim is one day, your other, Shushan it was another, it was the 15th of Adar, because they celebrated Purim the next day, because they fought on your Dalit it's one day? One day. So why is Hanukkah eight days? Make one day, Chavhei Kislev, and celebrate. You may Simcha? Have Sudas, why, eight days? Ooh, that's the question, my Hanukkah. Let me tell you the story of the oil, because the oil burnt for eight days, therefore it's eight days. That's the my Hanukkah. That's another way of learning the Gemara. And therefore, the Rambam understood that even without a jug of oil, there's already a celebration here. Now he says, look into the language of the Rambam, and you'll see how the Rambam structures the halachas, so we'll understand his view va Pze jute gamma e bez roie selu hilkemer Rambam le té ha loches. Se gam chalukes a loches se me rambam hí bediok. Lohoide se me beismo, roie selu, boide ste me ë, Ha dinn die je mei simche O mem hašei, ha dinde je va hadin di de ben haar nedesgeloe. When you look at how the Rambam structured his halachas and the wording he uses, it becomes clear. I'm going to ask you to go back to the source sheets, source number three where we have the Rambam, right? Take a look. He says halacha aleph, he dedicates to the story of the oppression of the Greeks, the obliteration of Torah and mitzvahs, the oppression of the girls and the women, the robbing of Jewish wealth and assets and money, the horrible torture and distress the Jews were in, the war that was fought... And the sovereignty that was gained and restored to the Hashem for 200 years. That's Halacha 1. Dedicated to a story of a military war and a tremendous, stupendous victory. Beis, Halacha Beis, is a different story. A story about oil. A jug of oil that lasts for eight days in the Beis HaMekdash. Halacha Gimel, umi And because of this. What's the because of this? What's the because of this? doesn't mean because of what I just said in the last line. I gave you a whole story. Because of everything I said, he skinu yim yimei simcha v'hala. Because of everything I said, the chacham made these eight days as days of simcha and halal. Says the Rebbe, what's pshat in Rambam? Because of everything I said, Chanukah has two dimensions to it. simcha and halal. Because of everything we just explained, therefore Chanukah assumes... Two dimensions. The Chachamim said these eight days should be days of Simcha and these eight days should be days of Halal. may Simcha, what makes this Simcha? The military salvation, the physical rescue of the Jewish people from the hands of their oppressors and Malchus, sovereignty, coming back to the Jewish people. may Halal, primarily for what? For the story of the oil. Now you'll ask why this for this and this for this? We'll get to there in a moment. We'll soon get this clearer. But this is the, the structure of it. That's why the Ramam says, Yemei Simcha Vahalal. He has to add Yemei Simcha, because the Ramam is introducing another dimension that the Gemara already took for granted. The Gemara speaks only the second aspect. The Ramam is first introducing the first aspect. That explains both changes between the Ramam and the Gemara, the change of Yemei Simcha, and the change that the Ramam introduces, the military victory as a source for the celebration of Hanukkah. And that's why the Ramam had to add the words Yemei Simcha. So therefore the Ramam is telling you, there's one dimension of Hanukkah which is Yemei Simcha, that celebrates what? the military victory, which would have been a celebration even if nothing would have happened with the jug of oil, even if the oil was pure or the oil wouldn't have burned for eight days. It would have still been a tremendous celebration of joy. And then there's an element of halal and haidah, which comes because of the second event that he discusses in Halacha base, the story of oil, which also explains beautifully why the Rambam, who was so precise even in the halachas, when the Rambam divides something into halacha Allah or halacha base. I'm not getting, I know the question whether he numbered it or he didn't number it. But even if he didn't number it, it's separate paragraphs, separate sections. When the Rambam divides it into two halachas, it's meticulous, it's precise. I think in Hilchah's Talmud Torah of Shulchan Aruch he discusses this, that the Rambam puts it into two halachas because it's two separate things. Why doesn't he just put it into one halacha? You're telling the history. And remember, it's not a history book with chapters. This is a Ram Halacha book. Put it all in one Halacha. Say. In the time of Bayasheni, they oppressed the Jewish people terribly. The Jewish people won. They came into the of HaMikdash. And there was a oil, Just like in the Gemara, it's all one compact sentence or paragraph. The Rambam puts it in two separate Halachas. Mamish two separate Halachas. Why? Because the Rambam wants to tell you that the two Halachas create two Dinim. Halacha Aleph creates one Dinim Chanekeh. Halacha Beis creates another Dinim Chanekeh. Umipneizeh. Because of halacha aleph, you have you may simcha. Because of halacha beis, you have you may halal, Including the halacha of lighting the candles for eight days, which is of course celebrating the miracle of the jug of oil. And he adds v'hinei pshitta. It's obvious. Lo now the Rambam came and he decided something on his own. Obviously, the Rambam would not, on his own, create a chiddish why Hanukkah was established. You say the Gemara took it for granted, but it doesn't say in the Gemara. Obviously. <laughs> the Rambam, of course, studied the Tfil of al What's the Tfil of al That we say in davening and benching. al alapurkan, al-apurken, al-agvuris, al etc. We describe the military victory. Etc., and they came back to the Beis HaMikdash, and they renewed it. it. doesn't even mention there about the drug of oil. They established these days of Hanukkah. Now you're thinking right away, but it says, <laughs> so, Okay, one moment. We'll get there in a moment. A moment. But Al Hanissim clearly tells you that there was a celebration of the victory. The Rambam didn't make it up. And other And other Midrashim that describe this, it could be the Ramah also had. It says in Svarm, the ramam had certain madrashim that the Rishonim had that we don't have. A lot of them were lost in the terrible upheavals of Jewish history, especially in the Middle Ages before there was a printing press. Everything was written in manuscript. I mentioned before the fires in France that consumed 24 wagons of Talmud. Thousands of thousands of manuscripts it could be the Rambam also had a Medrash Chanukah, which will explain the Rambam introducing here a lot of details that are not clearly in the Gemara. The Rambam describes how they obl- obliterated their religion, didn't allow Torah mitzvahs, they they laid their hands on their wealth and on their girls and des- their daughters. He describes here details in the decrees. Obviously, the Rambam had to have a source for this. The Rambam wasn't alive at the time. It could be the Rambam had a Medrash Hanukkah, but the Rambam certainly had a source for this concept of Hanukkah as Yimei Simcha, celebrating the military victory. And it's not a contradiction to the Gemara, because the Gemara is discussing either the aspect of Halal or the aspect of why Hanukkah is eight days and not just one day. hatam la Yeshua, Simcha, we discussed till now what the Rambam holds. That there's two dimensions to Chanukah. But what's the logic behind it? Why is it that the physical salvation of the Greeks produced Yimeh Simcha of Chanukah? And the oil miracle produced Yimeh Hallel? Why can't you say thanks for the miracle of the military victory? And why can't you make a feast and make it a, make a Suddha for the oil, for the jug of oil victory? What, what, why, why split it up this way? He says because simcha and yana bedvada mashayachem laguf. And simcha la bebasav and simcha la The Gemara says in Pesachim Koftes, simcha joy, generally relates to things that are applicable to the body. Simchas through meat, is through wine, the Yomar describes in the Beis Hamikdush. how did they celebrate the simcha of Halal, by enjoying the meat of the Karbanas. ain't simcha biyayin through drinking wine, in other words, things that the physical body enjoys and celebrates with. What is halal? Halal is a, an experience of gratitude, saying halal, praising Hashem. This is something that relates to avodish deshe to an internal emotional experience. It's more to the soul. Simcha, which relates to physical meals that the body enjoys, this is connected to the guf. Hallel is something that's more connected to a person's internal consciousness, a state of gratitude, expressing praise, offering thanksgiving. It's something from the heart. It's the gratitude in the heart. V'lochein. Now we understand Yeshua is sovat zelot simidei hayevonim shaposh to yodim b'mamoinim u'bibnei seym velachad zom lachad zgodol vayiderek zemashachaz z'malchus liyisrael Yeshua vatzala Gamla gam leguv mishum zegam atakani binyan anegel leguv yemei simchah mashenkin aneis the pach hashem and she and aneris to be kiven she Yeshua ruchnis iskinu beglala yemei the salvation the rescuing of the Jewish people from the hands of the Greek oppressors where they laid their hands on their on their money and their wealth they tortured them they distressed them they killed them The same thing is the fact that the Jewish people now have malchus, have sovereignty, so they can lead the nation and they can lead the country in a peaceful and tranquil way and offer the Jewish people physical shelter and security and comfort. These are experiences that are relevant not only to the Jewish soul, to the Jewish faith, also to the physical existence of the Jewish people. Of course, it also affects their faith and spirituality when they can be allowed to live as Jews, but it also directly affects their body. So therefore, when the Chachamim want to celebrate this victory, what do they do? They make it simcha. They do it by something that will be felt by the body because it was a salvation of the body. The body was emancipated. The body was liberated. The ness of the jug of oil, what type of miracle was that? That wasn't something that affects directly the physical state of the Jewish people. It affects the spiritual state of the Jewish people. It allowed them to do a mitzvah. Let's say there would be no oil. So they couldn't light them in there. The Jewish people would still be fine physically. But it affected the flame of the Jewish people, the light of the Jewish people, the avoid of the Bashamiktish, the spiritual state of the Jewish people. It allowed them to do a mitzvah. That's what it allowed them to do. It allowed them to serve God. It allowed them to do a mitzvah. That's what it did. They managed to, the Rambam's words, they managed to kindle the lights of the Beis That's what it accomplished. This is a spiritual Yeshua. This represents our spiritual Hashem wants us to be close to Hashem. Hashem wants us to be able to light up the menorah. Hashem wants us to be able to do the void in the base. This is not just, he wants me to be alive physically. He wants me to be alive spiritually. So how do they commemorate these days, this miracle? You may hallel through a spiritual experience. You offer thanksgiving. You offer gratitude, praise, which is about the more emotional and spiritual state of the person. An interesting footnote here. The Rambam uses the word, Hidlikum imenu Those are the Rambam's words. That with the oil, they managed to light the menorah eight days. It just says, Maracha literally means set up, or Maracha is actually used for the piles of wood that were set up on the Mizbeach. Very strange expression of the Rambam. When you learn the Rambam, you know these things are not random. We'd like a man who nearest Hamaroch. We'd like a man we all know what the nearest in the base were. We'd like a man who Hamenayre. So he says in seventeen, I suffer. Her Rambam b'zah Hamaroch. eight suffernes paneich la'goin her agatsavi al so the Rakachevra in Safran's Panech, it really deserves an entire separate sheer. The Rakhachevra in his unique, brilliant way, shows that this word hamarokh Explains and captures what happened actually on Hanukkah. The Rakhachavah goes into a whole unique pilpul based on a Gemara Navaji Dezorah, Megillus can A say thing, it's not for now, it would be worthwhile to give a shir on this, it's an incredible piece in the Rakachava. In one word, the Ram Ne'er but he basically proves there was only one candle they could light, it was the Ne'er Hamaravi, and that's the Ne'er that the Gemara says you have to take from them as from the altar, and that's why he says it's Ne'er Samarach. A whole unique explanation in the Rambam beyond the realm of this shir. But the Rebbe says, but based on the ragat shovers, the tzofnas panesim nation on the Rambam, certainly lighting of this menorah was something uniquely spiritual, even more than we thought before, because it's the neir hama ravi, the Western candle, kind of which had which had unique properties, unique qualities, etc. So now we understand beautifully what the Rambam is saying. The first halacha, the physical salvation, but it's also spiritual salvation. Physical translates in spiritual, but it was also physical, is celebrated through simcha. And the spiritual salvation, the relationship with Hashem, is a neshama thing that's celebrated through the neshama. So it's celebrated primarily through spiritual, through davening, through offering praise, through saying halal, through expressing thanksgiving. That's halal anayda. Let's take a look in footnote 18 and footnote 19. Footnote 18. al chayim A similar idea is discussed in the levush to shochanar ucherechayim, hilchus to ucherechayim, levush ucherechayim, hilchus Chanukah, Tovfri Shain the levush, written by Reb Mordechai Yafa, Yafa, my zadeh, my Eltel to zadeh. So the levush explains the reason for the tour. Who says why is it that Purim there's a mandatory? Halacha, to have meals. Chanukah not. Remember, we learned the tourists, close to Rabbi Numair of Rottenberg, that the Suudais are not mandatory. The Lavush says, why? Why not like Purim? So the Lavush gives a very similar answer. The Lavush explains that Purim, the enemy was the Jewish body. Haman wanted to exterminate every physical body, every physical Jew. La The danger that lurked on the Jewish people was a physical one. He was a Hitler, Yamach So when we celebrate, we celebrate through feasting with our bodies. We drink and we eat, we send gifts of food and we give money to the poor. That's the primary celebration of Purim. We also read the Megillah. Hanukkah, he says, Antiochus didn't want to exterminate the Jewish people. The Jews who were ready to Hellenize, become Hellenized, and surrender their faith, independence, religion, to Antiochus and to the Hellenist culture, they were left alone. In fact, many of the Jews, most of the Jews were Mesiavim, they were Hellenists. They were fine. The high priest in the Bessamiktosh at the time, before the Hashemunayim took over, surrendered their salt to Antiochus. They allowed uh, pigs to be offered in the Bessamiktosh, swine to the statue of Zeus that was erected in the temple. If you got rid of Torah and mitzvah, you were fine, you were wonderful, you were a celebrated Jew. Many Jews covered their bris, so they should be able to fit into the Greek-Hellenist culture, which of course extolled the naked body, because the athlete, the powerful, perfect physique was the crown of creation, together with the perfect mind, the great philosopher. So the Levush explains this wasn't a war on the Jewish body. It was a war on the Jewish soul. It was a war on the Jewish faith. So how do we celebrate? We celebrate by lighting the candles. We celebrate by saying Hallel. That's what the Lavush explains. It's a similar vart. But he says, Elo, Sheba Lavush, Shamshagami Shuzi Soma Dei Ayavana Mekivin, Shule Bikshuem Elavida Maldosom, Lachin Le Kavam Elahala Lahid, Shule Lamishte Besimcha. Mashenk Lada Sarama Mekivin Shaposhthi Adam Bimma Mine of Allah Hadzum Lachadz Gadal, Lachin Gesheishia Mi Adam Vitzilam Miskinai Mesimcha. But there's a difference. The Lavush is explaining the view of the Tor that Purim is Simcha, and Chamek is halal. That's the view of the Torah. So the Lavush says, because Antiochus didn't want to destroy them, he just wanted to destroy their religion, therefore the Chachamim made a holiday of Hallel and Hoidah, not of Mishten Simcha. But the Rambam has a different view. The Rambam says, it's true that Hanukkah was not like Purim. You had an option to get out of the mess by Hellenizing. That's true. But in reality, those Jews who did not want to follow the Greeks, they were tortured. They were murdered. And the torture was barbaric. And they laid their hands on their girls. In other words, it resulted in tremendous physical oppression. It wasn't just spiritual oppression. The spiritual oppression became very physical. So therefore the Rambam says, Hanukkah also has the component of Yemei Simcha together with Yemei Hawa. If we want to go a step further, if you study the Rambam's words, you'll see that the Rambam also apparently believes that the physical oppression came as a result of the spiritual oppression. Because the first thing the Rambam says is that the Greeks issued forth decrees, and they did not allow the Jews to engage in Torah and Mitzvahs, and they obliterated their religion. Then he speaks about the wealth that they laid their hands on, the women that they laid their hands on, the oppression, the anxiety, the distress, and the issue. So the Rambam, similar to the way the Levush explains the Torah, also apparently holds that the reason they oppressed them physically is because they first oppressed them spiritually and the Jews did not surrender and forfeit, so therefore they decided they're going to destroy them physically until they surrender spiritually. If so, the Rambam and the Torah are not arguing in reality if Hanukkah was a physical victory or not. Everybody admits it was. Of course it was. That's what we say in al The question is how we are to celebrate it. This is a question not in reality, it's a question in how they want to celebrate it. According to the Torah, because it all began as a spiritual story, unlike Purim, therefore, it's a spiritual celebration. Halal and Hoidah, may halal. According to the Rambam, true, it began as a spiritual attempt to extinguish the faith of the Jewish people, but it resulted in... Terrible physical oppression. So that itself is worthy of an independent celebration. So it's not only Yemei Hallel, it's Yemei Simcha. In other words, when you have physical distress that comes from issuing a decree against the Jewish religion, and if you would get rid of the religion, they wouldn't bother you. But you don't want to get rid of the religion, and therefore they torture you and kill you. And now you're saved. Do we make a special Simcha? For the physical component of the salvation. The Rambam says, yeah, the Torah says not. The Rambam says, the body of the Jewish people is so significant, it's so powerful, the, the physical rescue, that that itself deserves a special dimension of Yemei, of Yemei Simcha. Nineteen. Somebody asked, why doesn't the Rambam say Hoydah? says, they made these days, he made simcha halal, but the Gemara says, haida. The hine the bahalal kosav halal, ba-al-anissim ba-hoida. And because He says, let's think about this. What's Halal and what's Hoidah? Halal is, we say Halal. What's Hoidah? So Rashi says in Mesech the Shabbos, what's hoida? We say Alamissim. And the Torah also says, we say Halal, and we say haydo, which is al Now what do we say in Al-Anissim? we thank Hashem for the victory of the war, not for the oil. We don't even mention the oil. According to the Rambam, that this piece of Gemara is not discussing the military victory, because the military victory was not the question of my Hanukkah, and it's not the reason for Halal naido, it's the reason for Simcha. So when the Gemara says they made Halal Neido, according to the Rambam, it can't mean Alanisim because Alanisim is saying thank you for the military victory. So according to the Rambam, the military victory is an element of Yemei Simcha, that's what he says, Yemei Simcha Vahala. So therefore, since the thanks of Alanisim is primarily for the military victory, even though know, at the end we mentioned that we came back to the Beis HaMiktosh, but the primary mention in Alanisim is what? The military victory So you can't say that the Rambam holds that when the Gemara says Haidah, which comes from the miracle of the jug of oil, the Rambam believes that it's the Gemara is talking about the miracle of the jug of oil. Is to say were you thanking for the military victory? So therefore, the Rambam holds that something is off That's not what Haidah means. So therefore, the Rambam holds that Haidah doesn't mean that Haidah is a detail in Halal. In Halal, we have two expressions: Halalus Hashem and Hashem so when the Rambam says halal and haidah, it's two details in halal. Halal and haidah. You praise Hashem and you thank Hashem and it's all part of halal. So that's why the Rambam just uses, the word halal. So the Rambam says, Chanukah is you may simcha and you may halal and halal includes haidah other shittis, like the shitta of the Torah, the shittah of Rashi, that the Gemara is describing the actual miracle of Hanukkah. Why was Hanukkah established? Only because the miracle of the jug of oil. Because for them, the celebration of the victory of the war was significant only as a prelude to the spiritual celebration. Because the reason for the physical oppression was because of the spiritual oppression, and that resulted in the physical oppression. And therefore, they say the main focus is the spiritual liberation emancipation of Hanukkah. So therefore what's Halal and Haidah? Halal and Haidah, there's no, separate mili- there's no separate military victory, there's no separate celebration of Hanukkah. The whole celebration is Halal and haidah. there's no Simcha. So the Haidah includes also of Now you're going to ask, why do they say Halanissim, where, where you thank Hashem for the military victory? But that's good for the Pshat. Now we understand the Pshat, the way the Lavush understands the Torah. Because according to the Torah, and according to the Rashi, and according to those Rishonim who hold, that Hanukkah is not Yimei Simcha, Hanukkah is Yimei Halal, they knew that there was a military victory, you think they didn't know. How do they deal with it? They believe that the military victory is not to be seen as an independent reality. The purpose of it was as a prelude, as a hechsher mitzvah, as a prerequisite that the Jewish people could reestablish religious liberty. Have a besamikdash, have a manudah, because that's the essence of it all. The military victory was a prelude. It was important but it's a prelude to the neis pacha Hashem because it began with spirituality and it ends off with spirituality. With the Rambam holds, no. Because a major component of the war ultimately involved the physical oppression of the Jewish people and the elimination of Jewish sovereignty. So that itself is worthwhile to create a major celebration of Yemei Simcha in addition to Yemei Hallel. And first he says Yemei Simcha, then he says Hallel. Simcha and Hallel, because first was the military victory and then was the story of the jug of oil. I just want to emphasize, before we go to the last si'if here, si'if hey, the conclusion of the si'cha, I would like you to take a look in, I would like you to take a look, footnote 14. Footnote 14. Why are there eight days of Simcha? There should be one day of Simcha. The Rambam says that the Chacham made Yeme Simcha vahalal. But why eight days of Simcha? I know why I, I eight days of Halal and Haida because it's for the oil which lasted eight days. Why eight days? That's the question he asks in the Ha'ara 14. So let's take a look. Yesh, she'iskinu Halal gamal rabba When they said halal and hoidah, it also includes thanking Hashem for the victory of the war. Look in al Again, hoidah according to Rashi and according to the Torah is thanking Hashem for the victory of the war. So the halal is not just for the oil. We thank Hashem for the drug of the oil. We light them in the and we thank Hashem for it. But we say the brachas, we sing the songs, but we also thank Hashem for the victory of the war. We also say halal for the victory. We include both elements in halal and aida, right? And as I explained, because the victory of the war was a prelude for it. Now, halal is eight days, because the miracle of the jug of oil was for eight days. So halal is not a one day celebration, it's an eight day celebration. MS. So therefore, they instituted. That the eight days in which we say halal, in which we also thank Hashem, not only for the oil, but also for the celebration of the military victory, should also go for eight days, because since the eight days begin chafay kislev, and chafay kislev is the day of the military victory, and you're gonna continue halal for eight days because of the drug of oil, in which you're gonna thank for the military victory, so the simcha also continues for the eight days this explains a little anomaly in the wording of the Rambam the Rambam says that the Chachamim in that generation instituted that these eight days which begin on Chafei Kislev it's it's a strange expression the Rambam should have said these eight days from Chafei Kislev and on these eight days, be It's a strange expression of the Rambam. The Rambam is explaining the reason why the eight days are Yomai Simchim. Exist. these eight days of Hallel, which celebrate the jug of oil which lasted for eight days, when do they begin? and They begin on Chafei Kislev. That's the day when the Jewish people won the military victory, and that's when. The days, the eight days, begin. So the May simcha also lasts for eight days. You're not going to separate the two. Just like the hollow lasts for eight days, so the simcha is also going to last for eight days. In other words, the two ultimately become synthesized as one. And therefore, the Rambam holds. The element of of Yeshua, the physical victory, created Yimei Simcha, and the element of the oil created Halal. But he says in 15, The Halal is primarily, because he said, We say Be'ikir because obviously the Halal is also for the military victory, according to the Rambam and according to everybody. We say in Al-Anism, right? <speaking> in <Hebrew> What's the Lohudus al What's the Lohudus al the al al for what happened in al What happened in al Not the jug of oil miracle. The military victory. So it's clear that there is an interplay. It's not like, don't make a, a Mechitza Shalbarzal. Simch is this and Halal is this and the two never meet. There is a connection. Yes, the, the, the a Halal is primarily because of the oil. Simch is primarily because of the military victory. But ultimately, the two come together. In other words, even for the military victory, we say halal and we're thankful, and we're thankful for eight days, and therefore the Simcha also continues for eight days during the jug of oil. However, primarily the element of Simcha celebrates the physical victory, and the element of halal celebrates the spiritual emancipation, emancipation of the spiritual victory of the Jewish people, which according to the Ramam are both noteworthy and both become essential fundamental celebrations of Hanukkah, Yimei Simcha, and Yimei Halal. This is the view of the Rambam. And therefore the Maharshal says, and the Bach says that according to the Rambam, it's Suddus mitzvah, the Sudas of mitzvah because it has a getter of simcha. Even though the Tur doesn't hold that way, the Tur says it's voluntary, and the Mechaber and Shulchan Aruch also says it's voluntary. The Ramah says that some say that there is an element of a mitzvah here, and certainly if you sing songs during the meals, and you praise Hashem during the meals, in other words, there's an element of havel there, then for sure the Ramah says it is a su'udas mitzvah. Everybody, it seems to hold, everybody seems to say that their Jews had a custom to do many Sudhas on Hanukkah. So somehow the Rambam's view, whether it's halachically mandated or not, it became ingrained into Jewish culture, into Jewish tradition. That's what the Torah says, that the suddhas that everybody does, and many suddhas, suddhas Shemair ben Behem, are not suddhis mitzvah. But the fact is the Jews somehow felt that Hanukkah is a time, not just to light candles, not just to say halal, not just to say al-anissim, but also to physically celebrate with food and drinks and family family um, feasting, mishta and simcha and sud, it doesn't say mishta, but it's a simcha with the suddas of Chanukah. Nineteen. There's still one detail that needs a little, uh, that's a little difficult, needs a little clarification, and that's the way we learn the Gemara. When you read the Gemara, my Chanukah. what is Hanukkah, it does sound that my Chanukah means what is Hanukkah, like... According to the Rambam, we said, no, my Chanukah is, why is Hanukkah eight days? My Chanukah is, why does Chanukah have the element of Hallel and haida for eight days? Why we light a menorah for eight days? It's not a question of my Chanukah, because as the, we explained that the Rambam holds that the basis of Chanukah is, the first basis of Chanukah is, the military victory, which the Gemara is not even addressing. It does, it could seem a little difficult in the words of the Gemara, because my Chanukah is like, my Chanukah, like, let's start from scratch. My Chanukah, what is Chanukah? Now tell me the story from the beginning. The Rambam doesn't hold that way. So that's why in Sif Hey the Lubavitcher Rebbe shows that one of the great Rishonim, the Mardechai, learns the Gemara literally this way. He learns the Gemara this way. So then it's very it's 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 kishmaka to say that there's a big source to explain the Gemara this way in order to justify and explain the Rambam's perspective. And here, Peter, this entire explanation that we explain. That when the Gemara says, my Hanukkah, and the Gemara answers because of the miracle of the jug of oil, the Gemara doesn't mean that the miracle of the jug of oil is an explanation to the entire holiday of Hanukkah. That's not the case according to the Rambam. Only why Hanukkah are days of thanksgiving and days of Hallel. We say halal every day of Hanukkah. We say Al-Anissim day of Hanukkah. We thank Hashem every day of Hanukkah. We light the candles, of course, every day of Hanukkah. That's the explanation of the Gemara. This is also Obvious, based on the perspective of the Mardachai, the Mardachai Ha'aruch. The Mardachai Ha'aruch, I'm just going to mention who he is very briefly. His name was Reb Mardachai Ben Hillel. He was considered, he was from Germany, he was considered one of the greatest halachic authorities and Jewish personalities and sages in Germany. He lived from 1250 until 1298, which in the Hebrew calendar, the Hebrew years, it would be Hei Alafim Nun Ches, Hey, Allah Fim Nunchas would be 1298. He was murdered with his wife and his five children. They were murdered during the pogroms that took place in Germany that year, 1298. The Mardechai is well known with his commentary on Gemara called Mardechai, this Mordechai Akatzer, the briefer version of the Mardechai, Mardechai Aruch. The longer version of the Mardachai, but he's known as the Mardachai because he, his, his name was Reb Mardachai, Reb Mardachai Reb Hillel. He was murdered with his family. His Torah remained and inspired and still inspires generations. So he lived in the 13th century from 1250 till 1298. He's basically a contemporary of Maharami Rutenberg, Reb Meir of Rutenberg, who lived also in the 13th century and was also one of the great Rishonim and Allahic authorities of Germany. They were contemporaries, the Mordechai and Marami Rutenberg, who we mentioned before. We're now going to quote a Torah from the Mardechai. By the way, I have another reason why I mention all these years. I want people to appreciate the eternity of Yiddishkeit, which is what Hanukkah is about. That when we celebrate that jug of oil that lasted for one day, but lasted for eight days, it's a metaphor for Jewish history. Because here, the Mardechai was murdered in the 1290s with his wife and children. He was a young man. And, you know, for all practical purpose, you would say he was obliter- obliterated for eternity. But this is 1298. 1298, Heinon We are now living in the 21st century. It's more than 800 years later, 800 years later. And we are learning today on Hanukkah, celebrating Hanukkah, learning Hanukkah, learning the Rambam on Hanukkah, Rashi on Hanukkah, the Torah on Hanukkah, the of on Hanukkah, the Ramah on Hanukkah. The Marshalam Chanakah, the Bacham Chanakah, the Levusham but also the Mardachayam Chanakah. The jug of oil of Torah that was supposed to last for one day continues to burn and burn and burn and light up the world. So that's why I also mentioned all these years so you should appreciate the context. You should appreciate the triumph. You should appreciate what these people endured and that they did not stop and they infused the future with so much hope. And we are here today, literally almost a millennium later, in a different country, speaking a different language. I could speak in Yiddish, but I'm speaking in English so everybody understands. In a different milieu, in different challenges, but still a difficult world, a very different world, but a difficult world in our own, in, in its own way. But we're connecting the Mardechai. and we're learning the Mardachai on Hanukkah, with the Mardachai wrote on Hanukkah. Ah! So he says, let's take a look at the Mardachai. Now this Mardechai is quoted in the Darkei Moshe. The Darkei Moshe Darkei Moshe is a commentary by the Ramah on tour. I mentioned Rab Moshe Yisrael who wrote a commentary on Shulchan Aruch. A footnote on Shulchan Aruch. But he also wrote a commentary on the tour, just like the Bessie Yosef wrote a commentary on the tour before he wrote the Shulchan Aruch. It's called Darkei Moshe. The Darkei Moshe on the tour in Erechayim, Hilches Hanukah, and Toph Rishayim, quotes the Mordechai. And this is what the Ramah says. Now, of course, the Mardechai lived in the 1200s, the Ramah lived in the 1500s, a few hundred years later, but he quotes the Mardechai, And this is what the Mardechai says. O be ta'inus Amru. Mardechai asks a question. The Sefer Megillus Tainus, which lists the holidays and fast days during the second base Mikdash, Amru yamtif The Megillah's Tainus says, you know why Hanukkah was made a yamtif? Because they rededicated the Mizbeach, the altar, they could start offering sacrifices, they had to renew it from the desecration of the Syrian Greeks we ken kos of there is a this the generation before the Mordechai we he was a student of the we geen geen master of mader we but in the Gemara in Shabbos it says, why is Chanukah ayamtev? Because of the miracles. As the martyr, I'm completely confused. The Megillus Tainus, which comes before the Gemara, says Chanukah was created because Chanukah sa mezbeyech. They rededicated That's why it's called Chanukah. Chanukah from the word chinuch. Like Chanukah sabayis. Miz Chanukah They rededicated. It. it became like a new Beis HaMikdash. They cleaned it up. They got rid of all the desecration, all the violations, and all the dirt, physical and spiritual, of the Greeks, and they dedicated them as beyech. That's a good reason to celebrate. The Gemara says, no, that's not the reason. The reason is because the jug of oil burned for eight days. So the Mardechai is confused. How do we reconcile the Megillus Tainus in the Gemara and Shabbos? Interesting question. What does he answer? <laughs> the Misham cover mishta Asimcha. Avala the Silohal will cover Misham Ness. The Mardechai says clearly, there's two Gedarim and Chanukah. The Chanukah some is beyach, is a justification and a reason why they made it days of feasting and joy. The Hoydos and the hallel, the Thanksgiving and the hallel, that's because of the miracle of the oil. Two separate things. Chanukah Samizbeyach is the reason that they made Chanukah Mishthavah simcha. The Gemara is not addressing that. That's Megillus And then the, the, the Gemara is addressing why Lahoidos or Clearly, what do we see from this Mardachai? How does he learn the Gemara? The Gemara is addressing one dimension of Chanukah And that comes with the jug of oil. So it's, it's completely not a problem then to say that the Rambam has that view. The Rambam believed as well, based on all the Midrashim that he had, based on, on, on Megilis, um, Midrash, Midrash Hanukkah or, or the Midrashim al-Hamism, that there is another dimension of Hanukkah that the Gemara is not addressing here. Ella, but remember there's a difference. La Simcha But there's still a difference. The Mordechai says it's Yeme Mishtav Simcha because of the Chanukasam The Rambam clearly says why is it Yeme Simcha? He says clearly doesn't mention Chanukas He says because Hashem had compassion on the Jewish people and he rescued them from the hands of the Greeks, as explained earlier, and because of that they made these days Yeme Simcha and also Yameh Hala like he says in twenty four, the Rambam and the Mardechai both agree that Chanukah you, you may simcha, They agree about the fact. The reasoning is different. The Rambam has one reason. The Marduchai has another reason. Twenty three, something strange because Megillah's Tynus mentions both Chanukah's Amesbech and the miracle of the oil. It sounds like from the Mardechai that it doesn't. The Rebbe says perhaps the Mardukha, there are different, a lot of texts of Megillah's Tain. It's a very old book, and therefore the manuscripts have different versions. It could be the Mordechai had a different text of Megillah's Tain it's where the miracle of the oil was not mentioned at all, only the Chanukas HaMezbeach. It's interesting to note, and I thank Rebbe Daniel in his comments on the shir who, who, who added this, which is, a, which, is, which is wonderful to note. And that is that if you look in Megillus Antiochus, which is read on Hanukkah by some communities, it says in Megillus Antiochus, which is one of the authoritative sources about the story of Hanukkah, that the Bnei Chashmanoi made a celebration, to make these eight days, days of feasting and joy, which is like the language of Purim. And to light candles, something else, to remember what God did for them, and he made them win. Nitzuchim, he made them win the war. So we see clearly in Megillah Santayachis, which is an ancient Megillah, that he mentions clearly Mishta, Mishta, and Mishta and Simcha. Another thing is, there's a toisvis and tainis daf Chananel, which also mentions Chanukah and Purim as Yemei Mishte v'simcha, and the rajba, harajba, also mentions Chanukah as Yemei Simcha. So clearly, the view of the Rambam, explained by the Maharshal and explained by the Bach, is also supported by other Rishonim, including the toisvis and tainis yatches from Rabbeinu Chananel, including the rajba, as I just mentioned, and including Megillus on Megillus antiyachis, and I see in the comments here he brings from even more Rishayim. We'll get to that in a moment, but it's also in Let's see the end of the Sikha. and here to understand the last paragraph, just a brief introduction. The Beis Yosef wrote a Shulchan Aruch, but the Beis Yosef before he wrote a Shulchan Aruch, he wrote a commentary on the tour called Beis Yosef. And uh, the Beis Yosef writes something fascinating. Why then do both the Tur and the Shulchan Aruch say that the meals of Hanukkah are not mandated? The answer is the Beis Yosef writes in his introduction yeah, that he generally followed the Rambam. However, the Rambam Sometimes differs from other halachic authorities. So he said he used three of the greatest halachic pillars of previous generations. The Rif, Rabbeinu Yitzchak Alphas, Rabbeinu Yitzchak from Fez in Morocco, the Rif, who was the first one to compile from all the Gemaris and create a halachic section. At the end of the Gemara, you have the Rif, who takes out all the halachic verdicts and he creates it as an independent tractate. Then you have, of course, the Rambam, who lives later, much later than the Rif, the Rambam in the 12th century. And they also lived in Fez, by the way. He went from Spain, he ended up in Fez, then he went to Egypt, then he went to, he went to Israel, then he came back to Egypt, and that's where he lived. And then you have the Rosh. The Rosh is the father of the Torah, Ben Asher. So he says, when they all agree, wonderful. When it's two, the Rambam, and one of them against the other one, he accepts that. But if the Rif and the Rosh have a different opinion than the Rambam, then the Beis Yosef says, we're going to follow the majority. And then I'm going to choose not to do the Rambam. Since in this case, the Rosh and the Rif don't follow the Rambam, they only quote the Gemara, and the Gemara says that Chanukkah is what? Halal and Aida. The Gemara doesn't mention Simcha or Mishteh. So therefore, the Beis Yosef accepts the verdict in Shulchan Aruch like them, that Hanukkah is a time for Halal and Aida and not for Simcha. Even though Jews have meals, but it's not a chiv of Simcha. Then the Ramak says and says that the other opinions hold that there is an element of a mitzvah. But that's why explains why the Beis Yosef accepted the view of, did, did not accept the view of the Rambam as halacha because of the fact that the Mrosh and the Rif just quote the Gemara and they don't bring another element of Hanukkah. Let's go to some questions. Degrees, yeah, let's discuss degrees. Okay. So Rep. Briskar, the Briskarov, he says that the way the Maharshal learns, the Rambam and the Bach learns the Rambam, there's no need to say this in the Rambam. The Rambam is not being innovative on the Gemara. The Rambam it maintains exactly what the Gemara says, that it's yemei halal, it's yemei haidot, it's not yemei simcha, you don't have to have meals. This is what the Briskarov says. I the Rambam says yemei simcha v'halal. So he says a following, following vort, and I'll explain it a little bit. The Rambam writes in Hilchis Hanukkah, in the same chapter, Peire Gimel that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, you don't say halal. Why not? So the Rambam says, because, L'fi you may Tshuva V'yira V'fachad, Lo may Simchi Yaseira. Because Yom Kippur are days of repentance, and awe and fear. Not days of special joy, of extra joy, of Simchi yaseir. What do you see from this Rambam, says the Briz You see from here, that a prerequisite to create a day in which you say halal, has to be a day of Simchi Yaseira. Day of special joy. So he says, that's what the Rambam is saying. In order to say halal, it has to be a day of simchi, you say that, as a din in halal. Since the Gemara says that Hanukkah was established as a day of halal, so therefore the question is, what day of halal? It's a, it's a day of special joy, of special festivities. You're thanking Hashem. It's, there's a special mood, there's a special ambiance. Simchi That's what the Kippa, you don't say halal. Put him, you don't say halal, the Gemara, the Rambam says, because you read the Megillah. Based on the Megillah da Yedaleh, the three reasons that the Rambam says Kriyas on Megillah Zuhilul, you read the Megillah. That's the Halal of Purim. That's what the Rambam says. It's one of the reasons in Megillah Masechet Megillah Daf Yedaleh why we don't say Halal on Purim. I can't have the Dachashveres. There's three reasons of the Digmar. The Ramam says one reason because Kriyas and Megillah. That's the Halal. The question is, if you don't read the Megillah, do you have to say Halal on Purim? If you don't have a Megillah, it's not for now. It's customary Rishonim Dacherayna. But then the Rambam says Rishonim Kippie says because it's not you Yim may Simchiyaseida. So the Biskerov says, what do you see from this Ramam? Which is in Hilchas Chanukah Pei Degimmel. That in order to say halal, you need a din of simcha. So therefore, the Ramam says you may simcha the halal. Not that the Rambam needs to be mechadish and new gedan and chanukah so din simcha, din suddas. No, no, that's not what the Rambam is saying. He's justifying the halal. In order to be a may halal, has to be a has to be a, 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 a of simcha as part of halal. Now halal is said it is said a yem simcha. That's what the that's how the brisket of learns. But the truth is that the i think it's difficult to explain the rambam this way and for two reasons first of all the rambam first says simcha he says hal right the lotion of the rambam is interestingly because of what we explained his skinu chacham the chacham and she yashminus hayam melash tchasach bekisri may simcha according to the brisket of pshat, the simcha is the optaitch uh, and halal it's it's a trat and in other words, the Yisoyed of Hanukkah is that it's Yimei Halal. In order to be able to say Halal, it can be a day of dread and order, but Yimei Simcha Yisena. So the Simcha is a Histafos, it's a prat in the Halal. The Rambam is saying it not because it's a din of Simcha, that you have to be Simcha. Right? No, it's just because you have to say Halal. But in order to say Halal, there has to be, he has to say that it's, that it's, that it's Yimei Simcha. But then the it would seem, he should first say Halal and then Simcha. He doesn't say that, he says Yimei Simcha and then Halal. So, so somebody would say, because you have to first have simcha in order to have halal. But l'chairef, since there's no chiv of simcha, it's just an explanation in the in order to be able to say halal. So you would think that the simcha should be a histafus of halal. But that's number one. Number two, the Rambam is, when you read the Rambam, he's obviously changing the whole structure from the Gemara. That's why after the Rebbe asks the question of Simchi, he then goes to the next big question, and that is the whole way he explains Hanukkah is different. And the Gemara Hanukkah is explained as the nace of Pach Hashem. Nobody's going to argue that the Rambam adds a whole other dimension to the story of Hanukkah. The Rambam elaborates on the military oppression, on the torturing, on the suffering, on the victory of the Chashmonaim, on the fact that Malchus was restored as a unique, as a unique historical moment in Jewish history, and as a reason for the celebration of Hanukkah. So you anyway have to say that the Rambam is adding a whole other dimension of Hanukkah, that the Gemara clearly passes, overpasses very, very swiftly and quite deliberately, as is obvious from the language of the Gemara, and as discussed in the Sicha. So therefore, the Rebbe apparently learns the Rapshat and the Rambam, that Yemei Simcha is taka a of Simcha, as the Marsha learns, as the Bach learns, the Yamshel Shloim and the Bayis Chadash, as is clear from Toysviz, as seems from Toysviz, and the Rajburn, and Megillus Antiochus. And also I see, and I thank you, Reb for bringing this to my attention, that Rabbeinu Shloyme Parchon in Machberes Ha'oruch says also that Chanech is Euchlin Behen usmechen like the Rambam, the Talmud Har- Haramban the Rishuab in his drasha says, "Lasoyson k'moyadin shem yemei simcha." Minhager Rabbi Nosherlemin Noishtat beChanukah yeshlin hoy simcha mishte v'chein echiyeh tzas medivrei harambam minhage Maharah Merutenburg. Rabbi Merutenburg is the source that it's not mandatory, but he says, "Kol Yisrael naha gulos moyach beChanukah lasoy smiste but some say that it's not mandatory because it's hoida and halal and it's not mishta and Yomtif, as it also says in Al-Anism so so it's interesting that even the minhagim arami rutenberg says it's not a din of simcha but all the Jews have a minig of simcha they felt it's yamei simcha seder hayayim and Yanni chanukah says some yamim sasoin He doesn't say a-sudah, but he uses the words, he uses the words sasoin v'simcha. In Shulchanaruch HaRav, in the Hesophis, the Shulchanaruch HaRav, itself self was burnt. But the Hesophis, in Shulchanaruch HaRav, tafresh ayin, he brings both shittas, and the shittas of Simcha, he brings Marduchai HaAruch, Rashal, Rav Shloyma the Marshal, the Ramah, the Bach, the Magan Avraham, based on the Medrash and Megillus Also, look in the Balaluchos Gedolus, the Kolboy v'chein Mashma Ber Rambam Shaltsut Shuvus Haraj Simen Tovrech Sadik Tes. He says also to look in the Russian and the Tur. Sof Simen Tovchav. In other words, it seems that most Rishonim, or at least many, many of the Rishonim, agree that it is Yimei Mishtan Simcha, including for food. Nonetheless, the Tur and the Mechaber and Shulchan Aruch that it's it's not mandatory meals, even though the Rambam then goes and adds. Adds the other, uh, the other view as well. A lot of beautiful questions here. I see sixteen questions. Let me see if on Zoom there's any questions on Zoom. Is it possible that this is living in the Sfarim and the Ashkenazim? The Svaridim celebrate the physical, and the Ashkenazim focused more on the intellectual and the spiritual. Interesting. You're saying the Rambam, the Rashba the Ramban and the Talmud of Ramban, the focus is on the physical celebration of Hanukkah. And the Ashkenazim, the mayor of Rotem, the Maram of Rottenberg and the Tur, and the Tur are following the Ashkenazic, the Ashkenazic view. Rabbi the Kurebine Yaakov, the Turm was also from Ashkenaz, originally from Germany before he went to Spain. So you want to know if this is a difference in the Ashkenazim and the Svaridim, that the Ashkenazim were more into the analytical and spiritual dimension of Hanukkah, the religious dimension of Hanukkah, and the Sfardim. You're saying the Svardim, they, they, they tolerated, they fagined all the meals and all the donuts and all the latkes. Okay, it's an interesting perspective. You say it's the difference between the Svardim and the Ashkenazim. I'm mixed, so my father's father's name was Simen, Rip Simon. He came from Georgia, from Kutais. So I have a very distinguished Svartic lineage. My grandmother was an Ashkenazi. Well, that's an Ashkenazic woman. But my Zayder Epsimon Yakubashvili, our name is not Jacobson, is from Kutai, So I have, uh, my, father, my, my, my Shver is also, his last name is Shlomo, came from Saloniki, from Saloniki, from Greece. And they came from Spain. You know, from the exiles of Spain. So, uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, I hear, I hear what you're saying. It's an interesting, uh, you're saying the Ashkenazim also forbade rice. Okay, that's something else. The kidney is question is a different question. It's not for today's Sheer. Okay, let's go to the next question here. Where is the Grizz? Where is the Reb Valvola? It's in Kuntras Hanukkah and Megillah. Simen Yur Aleph, I believe. Simen Yur Aleph, somebody mentioned that here, Reb Danil. So should we have meals on Hanukkah? Of course you should have meals on Hanukkah. That's clear, right? Even according to the Torah and the Mechaber, you should have meals on Hanukkah. He just says, it's not. you're not obligated, but the Rambam says, if you say words of Torah and you sing Nagunim and you thank Hashem at these meals then it's Mamash mitzvah, so certainly you should have Hanukkah meals and Hanukkah celebrations, obviously. Isn't there an opinion that the manna tasted like a honey-glazed donut? Wasn't there a carbon that was a wheat product and was cooked and baked and fried? What do we do that's similar today? Bagel chips. Bagels are cooked before being baked, makes them different than bread, and bagel chips are thin, sliced, cooked, and baked bagels that are then fried as well. Is simcha only defined as a meal, or other things as well? Well, what about clothing? What about jewelry for women? What about toys and nash for the kids? Then we should be eating meat and wine, and not donuts and latkes. Yeah, so listen, the Rambam doesn't say the word mishta, the Rambam does say the word simcha. So he says in footnote 6, The Rambam says by Purim, you need meat. In Megillah, Beis. Why? So the Magad Mishnah says, So we see clearly that by the Rambam, Simcha means meat. Interesting. That's why he says, Purim, you have meat. Because the Munkat munka has a whole long discussion on the Rambam, but it's a little difficult because the Maran says that the sudas that we do on Hanukkah are a mitzvah. He doesn't say that according to the Rambam you have to make a Suddah. He should have said you have to make a. He doesn't say that said The Sudhas that you make are a sudas mitzvah. Maybe. Because like everybody writes, the Jews make Sodus on Hanukkah. You're not gonna stop it. It's, it's just part of Jews. They're gonna make Sodus on Hanukkah. So he's just saying, you should know, don't stop, because this is a mitzvah. But the Lushin, the Lushin, the Lush is a little, a little difficult. Also the Bach says, the Bach says, Yesh Linhoeg Mishthavismch, he says in footnote five, what does he mean, yesh linhoik? You have to. Not yesh linhoik. So he says, maybe he means linhoik on the mishta. But the simch is a chiov. The ramam says, it's he may simch, it's a chiov. The ramas says, ktsas mitzvah. What's ktsas mitzvah? Is it a mitzvah it's not a mitzvah? You know, <laughs> it's not parav and it's not, it's not va- monetary, it's not, it's ktsas mitzvah. It's ktsas mitzvah. He quotes from the Rabbi Navram of Prague. Rabbi Navram of Prague says, kavu mishta ve He quotes Darkin Moshe. Kavu mishta. So he adds mishta also. He says, ktsas mitzvah. What's ktsas mitzvah mean? <laughs> In other words, there's no clear chiyuv to have a mishta, like pudim, but it's, a, it's an interesting expression, kitzas mitzvah. That's what the Ramaz is, kitzas mitzvah. Maybe that's why the Bach says, yesh the yashash says, oysen hasudas. Maybe because simcha could be expressed here in different ways. This is maybe one of the ideas of Hanukkah, gelt, I'm not sure, but it says, by simcha, by yomtev, hariyem your children, you give them toys and gifts. So maybe this is a gavaldika mocker, I'm not sure, I don't know if it says. that Hanukkah, you give money, you give gifts, it's not just a nice thing. Chanukah gelt, you give money. It's maybe a gather of simcha. You're being mesameach the children. You're being mesameach the family, and that that's a chi of you simcha. Besides the meals, besides the meals, I'm just. Uh, I'm not saying this as a halachic uh, verdict. I'm just. Uh, but certainly, it's a big minute to give Chanukah gelt to. To, people think oh, it's borrowed from the Gentiles. It's not. Next question. Purim was also instituted by the rabbis. Purim, you obviously have a meal. Chanukah was a rabbinic holiday that was instituted after Purim. It's eight days, it's not one day, but there's no chiv of a meal. So what happens? Why is it so different? Excellent question. That's why the Levush explains that by Purim, the fr- primary focus was the physical, and by Chanukah the primary focus was the spiritual. But the Rambam says Chanukah itself has two focuses. That's the famous Levush in Tophre Shayan. You explained that the physical oppression was caused by the Greeks because the spiritual oppression... Resulted in physical oppression. They wanted to obliterate faith, and therefore they went on to torture the Jews to force them, as happened other times in Jewish history. This seems from the language of the Rambam. But the Greeks could not destroy the spiritual connection with God, so they went to the physical oppression. And then, in in they started with the spiritual. They couldn't, so they went to the physical. And then we were saved from the physical and also saved from the spiritual. And that's why we have all of these dimensions of Hanukkah. Did I get it right? This seems deep. Yes, you got it right. Is the miracle of oil also part of Hanul and haidah? Yeah, the miracle of oil, obviously, is a way, the Rambam says, to publicize the miracle of the oil. So that's clearly a reflection of the oil. But the Hanul and the haidah is also primarily a reflection of the oil. The, the, the candles, for sure. What about our ba- bodily salvation? You said is celebrated by Simcha and by Yasuda. What about Pesach? Pesach, we were physically saved from Egypt. No slaves can escape. Jews were killed and beaten. And we commemorate that. Obviously, it was also spiritually. We became a people. Do we have both elements on Pesach? I think Pesach, we clearly have both elements. We uh, eat matzah. We eat murr. We drink wine. We recline. We have a whole meal. It's a yom tif. Over there, it's a yom tif in in so It's not a chiddush. Of course, on Pesach, we also say halal. We also say Hallel on Pesach. And the special prayer is for Pesach. And we tell the story. Haggadah. Vigadah to Lavinch. So Pesach, it's obvious that we have both components. Everything is in the Torah. Is Chanukah and Purim alluded, alluded to in the Torah? Well, there are the famous simonim of, of Utvoyach, Tevach, Vahochin and Parashas Miketz a simonim of Chanukah. There are different sources for Chanukah in the Torah. It seems to me that Hanukkah represents, in our times, Stalinist Russia, and Purim represents, represents Hitler's Nazi Germany. Joseph Stalin and the communists did not say they want to obliterate the Jewish people. They did want to obliterate faith and religion and transcendence and spirituality. Obviously, the Jewish people who held on to faith became victims Ultimately, of course, we realize that Stalin hates Jews themselves and he murdered even the greatest Jewish communists because he felt that they are also going to rebel against him and undermine the communist government. But the primary decrees were on Judaism, not on the Jewish people. In fact, some of the communist party, many of them were Jews, and Jews were the ones who helped Stalin and Lenin, and Trotsky himself was Jewish. So Jews were not only integrated, but many of them led, tragically, the communist efforts, including the Efsektsia, which was the Jewish section of the communist party until it was dismantled by Stalin in 1929 and he murdered most of them. In fact, the head of the Yiv section, I don't know if you know, his name was Dimenstein, Shleimer Dimenstein. It's a tragic story. He was a bucher and tells. Some say he got smicha by Reb Chaim one of the greatest Jewish leaders of the time, the Reb of Vilna, Reb Chaim Oizek, passed away in 1940. Some say that this Dimenstein got smicha for Reb Chaim Oizek Radzinski went on to become the leader of the Avsektsia. What the Avsektsia did to the Jews in Russia in 10 years, from 1919 to 20, 1929, the Haskalah, the Enlightenment, couldn't do in 200 years what they did in 10 years. In 1929, Stalin felt the Avsektsia is too Jewish. He dismantled them, murdered most of them. But Stalin's decrees were not against Jews. Officially, they were against the Jewish faith. Hitler's Germany, Nazi Germany, they don't care, you're religious, you're secular, you're an atheist, you're communist, you're capitalist, no difference. A Jew is a Jew is a Jew, you have to be exterminated. Even if you aren't fully Jewish, if there's Jewish blood in your sinews, you have to be exterminated. It seems that Purim represents Hitler's Germany, and Hanukkah represents Stalinist Russia, both in our times, in the 1920s, in the 1930s, in the 1940s, and communism continued till 1990. It's a very interesting, very interesting historical comparison you make. You said that the shulchan aruch follows the majority, and therefore the shulchan aruch follows the view that the Sudas are not mandated. Um, well, you, what's the basis? Well, the basis of this is Achir Aben You see. Part of the judiciary system of Judaism had to include the possibility for debates and the ability to mitigate the and, and create some type of final verdict based on the debate. So we follow often, in every Sanhedrin, you follow the majority. The Besiyosev says he follows the Rif and the Rosh. When there's an argument between the three, he follows the majority, even though usually the Besiyosev followed the view of the Rambam, the Sephardic view of the Rambam. But in this case, he follows the other view. Let's see if there's any other questions. I'm very appreciative to all, all the comments, especially all of you who introduced a lot of sources to support and question and challenge, especially Reb Daniel who put in all the sources of the Rishonim and the Achrayim and the Grizz and all of the sources. I'm very appreciative. We have Baruch Hashem a lot of comments here, I think close to 20, 16 comments. So thank you. Continue doing it, please. And for now, I wish you all a beautiful Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah, an uplifting Hanukkah, Days of hallel, of thanksgiving, and days of joy, days of festivities, days of feasting and enjoying and celebrating and thanking for the miracles of the past and the present and the future. And I bless all of you and wish all of you. should have a lichter Chanukah, a frelche Chanukah. It's interesting. Some people wish a Hanaka. so we have frelche Chanukah. What's a frelche Chanukah? Like the Rambam, like Rambam you may simcha. Should have a lichter Chanukah, upright Chanukah. Spiritually, a happy Hanukkah, physically, and a synthesis between brightness and joy, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. May we all have good news, and to be able to continue the flame, the bright, the flames of Hanukkah, the brightness, the joy, the celebration, the unity, the love, the healing, and the miracles of Hanukkah throughout all the days of our year. And very speedily, we should be able to see Hanukkah not only celebrated in the whole world, but celebrated in the Beis HaMikdash, Ashlishi, with the Menaira, in the Beis HaMikdash, Bim Heirabi Amenu, Amen tomorrow morning, Be'ezer Hashem, 7.30. We will have our Hasidus class right here on theyeshiva.net. This class is brought to you by yeshiva.net Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.